Hello everyone, and thank you for taking time out of your evening to be with us tonight. This week our theme has been Lessons from Children in the Bible, and we heard from Sister Regina about the little boy with lunch feeding the 5,000, and from Sister Leela about Jesus blessing the children, and from Mother Moss about Miriam watching over her brother Moses. There's much that children and adults can gain from these accounts. Tonight, I'm going to tell the story of the little maidservant to Naaman's wife from 2 Kings chapter 5 and consider what lessons we can take away. But let's pray before we begin. Dear Lord, be with us this evening as we turn to your word. Draw us closer to you and speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We probably all know that Naaman had leprosy. But do we know the events that led up to his healing and how a young girl from Israel shared her faith? This account is found in 2 Kings chapter 5, so let's begin at verse 1. The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among the captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day, the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So let's stop right there and consider this young girl. She'd been taken as a captive. How would you feel if you had been captured, taken from your family to a strange land, and been given the position of a maidservant? What kind of upbringing must she have had to care so much about her captor's well-being? So let's go on with verse 4. So Naaman told the king, what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying his gifts, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel said, with this letter, I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. So how did the king of Israel react? So in verse 7, When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God, that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see he's just trying to pick a fight with me. Interesting reaction. So let's, let's look for a lesson here. Never forget that it's the Lord who heals. The king of Israel felt helpless to heal Naaman and became frustrated. So Elisha gets wind of the king's, king's reaction. Verse 8, But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent the, this message to him. Why are you so upset? 
send Naaman to me, and he will learn that there is a true prophet in Israel. There was more of a purpose than healing behind Elisha's request for Naaman to experience what the one true God must could do. The little girl set in motion a sequence of events that affected many people. Her caring for even ones who could easily be considered her enemies is still setting an example for us today. Verse nine, so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent out a messenger to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. Okay, not what Naaman expected. Verse 11, but Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Albana, and the Farpar better than any of the rivers in Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. So another lesson is seen here, sparked by this little girl's belief in God's power. Naaman became angry when Elisha did not come greet him personally and suggested a solution that was too simple. How often do we not see that God has answered, but just in a way that we did not expect? We cannot allow ourselves to become offended with God's decisions. Verse 13, but his officers tried to reason with him and said, sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dips himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him and his skin became healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him, and Naaman said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So there's a lesson here. Be willing to allow God to change your mind. Once Naaman saw that he was healed, he went to Elisha and confessed that there was no other God in all the world. He went on to get permission to load two mules with earth from Israel to build an altar where he would never offer sacrifices to any other God except the Lord. I have some thoughts from Sister Dahlia, and this one is a lesson for parents from this message. The parents of the young maid followed Moses' commandments by informing her of God's miraculous works to the children of Israel as they fled Egypt. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7 says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. 
and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Okay, so this is something those parents must have done. Talk about them when you are at home, when you are on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you are getting up. And Proverbs 22, 6, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. It was so rooted in this young girl that even taken captive by the Syrians, she had the confidence to inform her mistress that if Naaman were in Samaria, he would be healed from leprosy. She believed that God was among his people. Naaman's wife believed the report and conveyed the information to the king of Syria. He in turn sent letters to the king of Israel on behalf of Naaman. It is important to relate to our children the miraculous works that God has done in our lives. This will remain indelible in their hearts as they grow and be a source of strength in difficult times. And for the children, Ecclesiastes 12.1, don't let the excitement of your youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth. And Brother Kurt also had some thoughts. Um, his message was that the God of Israel can be worshiped anywhere. Second Kings has a strong calling to repentance and obedience, and this message continues when the prophet Elisha succeeded Elijah. With this thought in mind, I'll take a closer look at who Naaman was. Naaman was a remarkable man of excellent character, an honorable man. He had great abilities and certainly possessed all the characteristics of what it takes to be a man of valor strength, courage, and passion. In my view, Naaman joins a list of men in scriptures that were used by God, even though they were considered heathens. Naaman himself was a pagan worshiper. With all this said, it is clear Naaman was a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. His leprosy was incurable except by God. Now, the little maid's action here is of vital importance. She proved that the God of Israel could be worshipped everywhere, even in an unclean land. She was God's channel in connecting Naaman with the prophet Elisha, who operates under God's instructions. So the healing of Naaman was not Elisha's doing but God's. So in my view, this little maid was a witness to the power of God in Israel, a faith believer, a messenger, hence making a believer who made disciples of all. In my view, this little maid fits in a remarkable company of women such as Ruth the Moabite, Rachel, Queen Esther, and Sarah. I strongly believe that her actions here were a part of God's plan for salvation for Naaman. So, how about our attitudes? 
As Christians, our responses to life's inevitable challenges speak volumes to those around us. Do we convey salt and light that reflect the love of God? Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So as we go about our lives, consider how our presence changes each situation that we encounter. Do we add light and flavor? Do we lessen the darkness that is so prevalent? Are we a breath of fresh air? Imagine what a positive influence this little maidservant was on Naaman's household. She made a huge difference in this family's life, not only in Naaman's health, but also in their relationship with God. So in summary, from this story, we know that we need to love our enemies and we can only do this by God's power. We, we need to never forget that it's the Lord who does the healing. And we cannot allow ourselves to become offended with God's decisions. We have to be willing to allow God to change our minds. And for parents, reinforce God's commands to your children. Repeat them again and again. And for children, know that you can make a difference in people's lives no matter where you are. Remember that God can be worshipped everywhere. And be the salt and light in a dark world. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, allow these lessons from this young servant girl to take root in our hearts. Let us reflect you in all that we do, wherever we go. Let us be instruments to pass on your love to those around us. Be the center of our lives. Let us live to bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, Erica and her family are going to finish out the broadcast. Good night. Hello everyone. So today the kids and I for homeschooling, we decided to learn about um, Naaman's story in 2 Kings chapter 5 and about the specifically about the little maid servant. So Sophia and Zachary are going to answer some questions based on 2 Kings chapter 5. And we're going to basically have like a Q&A here with the kids. So, Sophia and Zachary, when you guys go into a new place, like say your first day of school or when you go to someone's house that you don't know that great or when you go somewhere that you're not familiar with, how do you guys feel? I would feel kind of nervous. Okay. What about you? Scared. Scared. Okay.
So what do you think the little maid servants to Naaman's wife did to show that she was brave and had faith? Tell that tell there's his, a person that could heal Naaman. Where was the person that could heal Naaman? The person was in Israel and it was a prophet. Okay, so where do you think the little maid servant's courage and faith came from? It came from God. Okay, why do you think it came from God? Because she believes in that. There's only one true living God. Okay. So what do you guys admire about the little maidservant? I admire that she was brave enough to talk to Naaman's wife because if you were brave, um, she was like really brave to talk to Naaman's wife. About, what was she telling him about though? That there was someone, like there was a prophet in Israel to heal Naaman's leprosy. Okay. What do you admire about her? That she has courage. Okay. So do you think that she was afraid at all? No. By, by telling uh, Naaman's wife about the God that she believed in? Yeah, because he believes in another God. And it would be a lot different to tell someone that you believe in a different God. Yep. Okay. So what are some lessons that you learned from the little maidservant? I learned that even though that you have an enemy, you should still love your enemy. Yep. And what did you learn? That if somebody's mean to you, you still have to love them because of God's what God wants you to love all your enemies, even if they're mean to you. Yep. And he just wants, God wants us to love everyone, right? So, do you think because she's a little girl that um, she can't tell people about God? So, does it matter um, how old you are or how young you are? Does it matter what age you are to to tell about God? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. So, you can be any, any age, right? Mm -hmm. And you can tell other people about God, right? Yes. That's good. So, that's the lessons that the kids learned today that... No matter what age you are, whether you're a little small maidservant that was taken captive from her land and brought to another place, that she showed courage and faith to Naaman's wife and Naaman that she believed that God was the one true God and that he could help Naaman to rid him of his leprosy. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Renoa, what did you learn about the little maidservant? I can tell my friend about God. Be strong and brave and be happy. God will love you when you're scared. Yeah.